Crispin here on the North Shore Vineyard Church audio podcast. Hey, um, in light of the recent hurricane, Hurricane Harvey, we are collecting boxes of hope, which we're filling with supplies and sending with relief convoys to Texas in the next few weeks. You can pick one of those up um, during most weekdays between 10 and 2, um, but also we'll have them available this weekend. So uh, feel free to drop by the church and pick one of those up. We'll help our friends out in Houston. And in this talk today, it's Josh McIntyre giving a financial update on the church, what's coming in, where we're spending it, and kind of our goals for the future. So a little bit different than normal, but for now, let's go ahead and head to the talk. North Shore Vineyard Church, downtown Covenant. So today, as I said, we're doing something a little bit different than normal. Um, Once or twice a year, we try to do a kind of update on where the church stands financially, what we're spending money on, um, different things like that. Uh, The last few weeks, I've been in a series called Life Connected, where we've been covering some of the core values and our philosophy of ministry as a church. And... um, if you go all the way back to like last fall, I did a, a couple of messages called Living for What Matters. And I mentioned that that in that series, it's, it's really good not to, I mean, there is a certain wisdom in making decisions for financial, economic, pragmatic reasons. But ultimately, uh, you don't want to start in that place. You want to start in the place of your values. Because if you make decisions on economics and pragmatics first, you may end up having the bills paid but miserable in life. And, and, and we've taken that approach as a church. And so the last few weeks I've spent talking about this thing, Life Connected. And if you, if you haven't been here for some of those messages, you can go listen to them on our podcast. But basically what we're trying to do here as a church, if you had a bulletin, there's this little thing most people don't notice. It says Life Connected, God Church, culture, heart. And the idea of that is, you know, I was actually in the process of writing a book several years ago before I started this church. I thought I was writing a book. I spent about two years writing different chapters and researching and coming up with this, developing this idea, Life Connected. And and the idea was to live in such a way that we could be connected with God, connected with Christian community, but not connected with Christian community to the exclusion of of people outside the church, that we would be connected with those outside and that we would be connected with our own hearts. And this is what I would call a hospitable environment for life to thrive. And so as a church, I realized when we started planning this church, like, oh, I probably wasn't writing a book at all. God was just giving me some wisdom on on how to plant a church. And so I was like, I I never did a book. Um, But if things get desperate, you know, I've I've got a little something back there. I can, you know, get on the late night infomercials, Life Connected with Crispin Schroeder. Um, But the last few weeks, I wanted to spend on covering some of our values and what we're trying to do. And we're actually probably going to continue this series another couple of weeks. But those are the why we do what we do kinds of things. Today, we're going to talk about how we do what we do, and to do that, I'm going to bring up Josh McIntyre, who is a, one of the, the newest member of our board. You've lasted, what, since January? 
Oh, he's not lasted that long. So he's the freshman member of the team. But Josh is one of these guys that uh, I, I really invited him to be on the board. Uh, not only is he a good, solid individual, but he, he has a lot of wisdom, uh, particularly in the realm of finance and stuff. So Josh is going to bring you up to date on where things stand with, with the financial picture of the church, what's going on, and kind of where we're going. And at the end of this uh, little talk, we're going to have some Q&A. So if you have any questions... Um, just save them, and Josh will do a Q&A. So, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Josh Money McIntyre. Money. You like that as your middle name? The, the guy last night, Floyd Merriweather, he, yeah. that's, that's middle, his middle name. I don't have the glitter on the back, though. We should, next, next time we do this. So. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, Crispin used two words. He said solid and wisdom describing me. So, I don't get that. Never heard that before. I'll take it. Uh, by the way, Crispin, I cannot believe you let me up here with a microphone and a presentation, so you never know what you're going to get. Hope you look through all the slides. I've sneaked in some new ones. So uh, before we get started, I want to tell you all a story. So Crispin mentioned I'm the newest board member, uh, so I thought I would go ahead and tell you all the story about how I got elected treasurer of the church. And it was a very extensive selection process. It went on for months, um, and I'll try to give you the short version uh, we were meeting here in the back room, and I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and they said, you're the treasurer. <laughs> and then I looked around, I'm like, I don't know what that means. I'm a little nervous. You know, when you get a little overwhelmed, they're talking. I'm still thinking, like, what do I have to do? So uh, here we are today. Um, first, before I get started, I want to have Shane Blow stand up, and I want to thank Shane for all his work. Shane's our bookkeeper. Um, he probably hates the fact that I'm doing this, but he does a lot of work for us, and um, it allows us to really talk about what we're talking about here today. So, Shane, thanks for all your work, buddy. So, um, this is going to be a little bit of an interactive presentation, so I'd like uh, you all all to get involved here. So, if you would, would you all stand up if you like money? If you like money, stand up. All right. I think that's just about everybody. No, stay standing up. I need you standing up. Stand up. All right. Now, remain standing if you like to talk about money. All right, so we thinned it out, so that's maybe 10%. All right, so that's what we're talking about today is money. So I want y'all's permission to have an open dialogue about money. I know it's sometimes a taboo conversation that can make people uncomfortable, but I, wanna, I want just somebody to volunteer. Why is it good for us to talk about money, whether it's your personal or the church or the company you work for? What are some benefits of talking about money? Better to know. Awareness. Budget. Oh, I'm coming to you later. All right. Transparency, right? Yes. All, accountability. Who said accountability? Yes. So all these things, it's good to have these conversations about money for all those reasons. Although sometimes it can be a difficult conversation to have. Uh, I want to have that today with us as a church because I think once we get through the financial part, we can see the vision of where the church can go. So just listening to uh, the song played earlier, it's funny, like when you're going to talk about something, something hits you. And it says, why do I worry about tomorrow when all I have is today, right? How nice would it be? Not to have one thing off your plate would be worrying about money, right? So as a church and as individuals, I think there's some real benefit to that. So let's jump in. So this is where we've been as a church. How are we doing here? 
So this may be a little hard to read, but basically if you look at uh, the first top line, that's income, January through June, and that's our, that's our tithe, that's our donations. And then our expenses um, are right below that. And then at the net income, that's the money we get to put in the bank to do things with. And we choose as a church how to use that money at the end of the month. And so as you look across that bottom line, some months we, you know, first month we lost 1800 then we saved 5800 and then we actually had a really big donation um, of $9,000 towards a building fund uh, in the month of March. So we were able to save $9,000. And then we spent a little bit more than we took in the following month. And then May was a really good month. We saved forty six hundred dollars, and then in June, uh, we spent over we overspent by about thirty dollars. So let's look at what that looks like as a graph. And so that top line right there, that is the money coming in. It's it's red. It shouldn't be red. It should be green. Uh, that in the line right below that, that's our expenses, and that's how much we spent. And any time you have a crossing over, is when you. I'm sorry. This is the expenditures here. Um, anytime you have a crossing over between the yellow and green, that's a money, uh, a money loss month. And then the next month here, I, my pointer's not pointing, won't show up here. But you can see we, we kind of wax and wane from month to month, which is fine, right? Because people tithe, donate. We have expenses that hit at different points in the month or different points in the year. But the point is on, when you average it out, it looks like it's a really good trajectory. It looks like we're doing a good job financially. Can I get that PowerPoint back? No? Okay. Um, I can wing it. All right. So why do, we, why do we look at the budget every month? Well, we just want to make sure tr- things are trending in the right direction. And so I have some really good news for you as a church. If you want to compare the first six months of 2016 to the first six months of 2017, this church has done a total 180. And a round of applause for everybody. So what are we applauding for? The first six months of 2016, we overspent by about $4,500. And the first six months of this year, we were able to save $18,000. Incredible work. So y'all still working on it? (laughs) All right. That's okay. So... Where we, what are we doing with our money? So uh, we have a goal here. Obviously, as a church, we want to do God's work. And part of that is giving back to the community and serving his purposes. So in the last 12 months, our church has given back $16,000 to the community. Uh, a good large portion of that was flood relief. You remember back early last, last year in the summertime and towards the fall, we, we spent a lot of money helping people, folks, both financially work, cooking, doing that, that work. Um, we spent about $5,000 in the last 12 months giving back to the church, church members in need, whether it was a small bill, big bill, medical bills, trying to help out as we can. Uh, and then about $3,600 we gave to missionary work. So we can feel really good about what we're doing as a church because it's not about us. It's about God and God's work. Although the finances have to be there to pay for the building, uh, we're able to still save and give at the same time, which is really important. So uh, we decided as a board to come up with a goal financially about three months ago. So do you all remember back in the March, April time frame when we were trying to move into a much bigger church, right? Um, I could say we did a lot of due diligence. We looked 
and we had an opportunity to move into a bigger church, would be, which would be a great space, but financially it didn't make sense. You know why it didn't make sense? We were going to spend more money. We didn't actually have the money in hand to do the build-out on somebody else's building, and so we would have been in a, in a tighter financial situation. Our, our rent wouldn't have gone up. We would have been potentially in debt as a, as a church, and we as a collector decided that maybe it's not the right time to do that, but we thought, how great would it be if we could have done that, right? So what did we need to do? We needed to save money. We're back. All right. So look, I gave you the right numbers. I just made those up, but they actually worked. So let me go. Okay, here we are. So we had two goals we set up. One was we wanted to have three months worth of reserves in the bank to pay for bills in this church. So raise your hand if you think it costs $5,000 a month to run this church. Okay. Raise your hand if you think it costs $10,000 a month to run this church. Okay. Raise your hand if you think it would take $15,000 a month to run this church. All right, y'all all get a cup of coffee, free cup of coffee, extra. Y'all are right. It's $15,000. So a little bit more than you might have thought, uh, but that's just the operating expenses that it takes to run this church on a monthly basis. And so as a church, we decided let's have three months' worth of reserves available to pay bills if we need to. And so we're going to keep $45,000, which we already have, in that operating fund, and we can use it as needed. Now, the other goal that we had was setting up a savings account of $200,000. What's that $200,000 going to be used for? That would be building. I heard building, yes. So we will have options. If we have $200,000 in the bank, we have options. If an opportunity to to rent a fabulous space pops up and it costs $100,000 to build out that facility, and it's going to cost $100,000 in extra rent and expenses and utilities. We as a church have that option to jump on that. Even better opportunity is if a building comes available and we choose as a church to buy versus lease, we have an opportunity to put down a nice down payment on a building. And so there's no magical number with $200,000. There's a round number with a couple of zeros behind it, so we decide to go with it. So we're going to move over and let's see, we're going to, Let's see, this is a little bit out of order. So here's the math here. So right now, on top of the $45,000, we have $24,000 set aside that's going to be moved into a building fund. So what do we have left to save? Over the next five years, we want to get to $200,000, which means we need to save an incremental $176,000 over 60 months. It comes out to around $2,900 a month. So how do we do that? So you want the good news or the bad news first? There is no bad news. It's only good news. Um, We've actually saved $3,000 a month over the last six months. So on target, phenomenal. Round of applause, everybody. So our goal is realistic and it's doable, although it'll take a little bit of hard work and a little bit of diligence, but it's definitely a goal worth having, and and I'm very surprised when I did the math, it was almost to the dollar that we were hitting this $2,900. So how do we do this? Okay, well, increase ties, right? You got Crispin told me to come up here and just hammer y'all on tithing today. So that's, that's what I'm doing today. Uh, everybody take a checkbook and we'll get started. No, uh, obviously, we increased tithe, right? 
And so I put up a Helen Keller quote here for you that nobody's ever gone poor by tithing or giving, right? Um, it's, it's a blessing to be able to tithe and give. And I think Crispin preached on this, uh, and I really appreciated his spin on this a couple uh, weeks ago, where it's just being diligent and intentional with your money so that you have the opportunity to give. And Crispin actually even said, you don't have to give to the church. Give to anybody. But you have the, having the ability uh, and being fortunate enough to give back to God is, is a blessing. Um, the uh, next thing we do, increase tithe, decrease expenses. And so we as a church are trying to make sure we're efficient and good stewards of God's money in the process uh, while still serving his purposes of the benevolence fund that we, uh, we showed earlier. So there's two components to this. I thought, you know, as a church is one thing, we talk about the finances, but I thought we are the church, right? Every single person in here has their own financial situation, and uh, wouldn't it be nice to make everybody better stewards of their own money and so that they have the opportunity to give? And so there's some simple things that I threw up here that I I like to practice myself and and things that I'm working on and um, areas that are very simplistic. And, you know, if you have something else that you want to recommend that people do, shout it out because I'd I'd love us to share as a church here. So the first thing is partner with a spouse or friend. So when it comes to finances in your your personal life or business, you, you can't go it alone, right? If there's five people in a family and one person is focused on finances and budget, is that budget going to be effective? Probably not, right? You, it struggles. Um, I'll share a story with you. Uh, when Rebecca and I first got married, uh, a friend of mine that I worked with as, a, as a, a wedding gift gave us a book by Dave Ramsey. It was called Financial Peace. And uh, in the front cover of it, she said, this book will change your life. Read it together. And we did. I mean, we sat up and read maybe a chapter or two at a time as newlyweds and put us on the same page, gave us the same path, helped us understood that we have the same goals in mind, although we may be thinking differently and processing things differently. We have we are a different history and family about financial education. It put us on one path together and gave us a goal that we're still on that path today. Um, but partnering with somebody is, is key. Uh, the next is find some financial education that's logical and makes sense. I like Dave Ramsey. Uh, Dave Ramsey is a Christian financial counselor that is, uh got the third largest radio show in North America. He, he and his entire family write books on finances from getting out of debt to saving for retirement and giving like nobody else. Um, but he's got a lot of wisdom there. Uh, I love, and it's been years that I've been doing this, but I like listening to his podcast. So um, if you drive a lot like I do, iHeartRadio has a, a replay of his uh, daily show every week, every day. It's two hours long, and there's a lot of financial education that comes from that. It's not going to be targeted. It's going to be general information, but it usually helps you as you listen through. Um, subscribe to Smart Money or uh, Money Magazine or Kiplinger. These are great magazines that help you with anything from getting out of debt to retirement planning, good general information. This is all about financial education because, you know, in our world, you really don't get a lot of financial education. The only financial education you get is intentional that you go after yourself. Um, Start and keep a budget. Show of hands here, who has a budget at home? Wow, pretty good. I'd say about 25%. My wife raised her hand in the back and she's laughing. She loves budget day. She loves doing it. I said, oh, I did the budget. Come sit down. Do I have to? 
but I try not to beat up on her too bad. Um, but keeping a budget, writing a budget, tracking a budget, what's the benefit of having a budget? Don't overspend. Direct your money. Show your dollars where to go at the beginning of every month. Yes. It takes diligence to do that, though. I, I say I have a budget, but there's sometimes I don't feel like looking at it. And I'll go three or four months without looking at the budget, and I'll just do a crash course one Sunday, and I'll do every month all at once. And it's not quite as effective as if you do it every month and stay intentional with your budget. Uh, eliminate debt. Pretty logical, right? You know, less debt, more money for you, less interest. Um, you know, and that's a process, which I'm not going to get up here and lecture on debt today, but uh, it's something we can talk about later on. And then talk to me or somebody else in the church or a friend or family member that's really good with finances. Um, I'm here if, if you want to chat after church today. Uh, if you need to get a hold of me, um, Christmas got my number and my email address. I'd love to help you if there's anything I can do for you when it comes to that. So we've gone through a lot today. Um, what questions or comments do you all have for us? The average hold time for a question is seven seconds. Did you know that? It takes seven seconds. Mike. I think yes. Let's go through benevolence again. Thank you, Mike. So total we spent in the last year was $16,000 in benevolence, and that's giving back to individuals, community, um, doing God's work. $8,000 of that went to outreach and missions. And a large portion of that uh, was around the flood relief. $5,000 went to needs within the church. So individuals within the church, uh, we have opportunity and resources to help uh, people in need. And then missionary support was $3,600 helping those uh, around the world. So, Yes. As a board, yes. We try to budget for them, and we talk about um, there's a certain limit that if uh, those of the benevolence team are approached with, if it's below a certain limit, we can just move forward and help that individual. Uh, and if it is uh, above that, then it, it takes a board's consensus or the benevolence team's consensus to make a decision. Good question. What else? Mike, five, five. So you've got Crispin, myself, Dina, um, Mike. What's that? Well, Brian Murray, and then is that five? And then myself, yeah. I can count to five. Yes. I'm going to defer to Crispin on that. Crispin. So the question is, if we if we came down to looking at a building, would would we would the board decide to buy that building, or would we uh, open it up for a vote? Um, we wouldn't probably open it up to a vote, um, but we would invite everybody's input. Like even on this building. Um, we had a couple of vision meetings, invited people out, share your concerns. You know, I, I, I'm not interested in kind of unilaterally making the decision. If I feel like 
we're not going to do an official vote, but I just want to make sure that most people are comfortable with it. And if it feels like most people aren't comfortable with it, then, you know, so, yeah. So it's uh, so, so unofficial. So, like, with this last building, I came across the last building. Uh, I thought, oh, this, this looks really good. We talked about it as a board. We investigated things for a few months. We had a couple of vision meetings talking about it. Uh, we started pursuing the process, but eventually we, we just found out it was going to be too expensive, and then we had another meeting and told people that, even though at, at that point people were feeling, you know, pretty pretty good about it. Uh, it just, you know, the numbers just didn't work. So that's kind of the, the way that we're looking at doing it. Anyone else? Good answer, good answer. <laughs> All right. Anybody else have a burning question, a question that they think others might have? Yes. Going forward, is there a, a budget, future budget number for benevolence for, you know, built into the budget to say we'll give, we'll give Kevin a positive cash flow of 3000 a month and that gets us to the 200000 But what about benevolence in the future? I mean, is that, a, is that a number that's planned into the church's cash flow? Some of it is. So um, the missionary is already built in, and then there's a discretionary amount available for the other two buckets, which would be, you know, Front Relief was very much a, an isolated event. We hope it doesn't happen again. Um, and then the other benevolence bucket is budgeted as well, and that's for the more of the month-to-month needs of the church. Very good question. So it's, it's variable and fixed to answer your question. I have one thing to that. Also, one, one number that's not in here is that we give 3% of what we bring in a year to the National Vineyard Movement, which goes into church planning and National Vineyard, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, in the, in the benevolence, we, we, have, we set aside on a regular basis, I think, about um, 300 a month just for needs within the church. Plus, we have missions of about 350 on top of that. That's just kind of our standard thing, and we have a, a set goal to keep the benevolence account at around a certain spot. So if we, if we hit that threshold in the account, then that frees up some of that money, but we typically don't keep it at that threshold for very long because we're taking care of needs. So, Awesome. I see two, two hands in the back. Let's go with you here, and then we'll go. Yes, ma'am. Sure. Okay. Can we put that on the website? Was that you wanted on the website? It's on the website, the front page. 525 East Foster. Uh, yeah. Awesome. In the back. Which missionaries are we supporting, Crispin? Currently, the only missionary we support just full-time, uh, you know, just monthly support is uh, Scotty and Heather Meads. I know the Meads, right? Yeah. Scotty comes here uh, a few times a year. So that's the only one we, we specifically support on a monthly basis at the moment. Yes. What are we doing to because records cost and everything else goes? How are you building in? I mean, I'll be honest, Kristen, you know, can't build in the same style we did 15 years ago. Are we building in an inflationary or a COLA of some kind into the expense budget or into our budgetary stuff so we can recognize nothing's constant? Sure, great question. 
Um, so we have plans of doing that right now. We haven't actually talked about the on the exact escalation of those. Our lease is fixed. I don't know, how many more years do we have on the lease? Okay, year to year. But we've been pretty stable with that, so that's a big expense. Um, Crispin, I, I I'm not going to talk about your your exact finances right now, but um, I think that's been pretty stable. But, yeah, we we want to give him a... I mean, everything's going to wrap. Yeah. Do you want the same salary today, 10 years from now? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great question. So great point here is that costs will continue to rise. So as a church, uh, we have to be aware of that. And uh, inflationary, you know, there's nothing that doesn't inflate over time as a cost standpoint. So good point there. Crispin, you got any trust that we don't know about? <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Uh, yeah, when, when you start a church in, say, the Methodist denomination, I think they send you out with like $250,000 and, you know, make sure you get through those first five years. In the National Vineyard, when they send you out to plant a church, anybody want to guess how much money you get? No, it's more than zero. Three, $3,000. <laughs> and they stopped giving that for a while. And I, I actually got tangled up with them a little at the national office. I'm like, come on, guys. I mean... 3000 ain't much, considering you're going to get this money back if it succeeds. But I'm not trying to dog out the National Vineyard. But, um, but other denominations, too, require you to give 10% of what the church takes into the national. So, so Vineyard's a pretty lean uh, movement and, and stuff, and, and we're happy to give the 3, 3%. Uh, I wish they would give a little bit more to church plants. But, yeah, we have no extra money. It, everything comes entirely from the d- donations given here. We also have people who listen, who attend this church online from other states uh, via our podcast who actually give us money every month as well, which uh, thank all you listening to this podcast right now. We appreciate it. Ow. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we can ask them. <laughs> it was a few years. The board actually did vote for a raise back in the at the end of last year. So yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm taken care of. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly. I'm I'm taken care of well. But yeah, the the board. Yeah. So let's ask your wife. That's my wife. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that, yep. All right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to ask Crispin to leave the building, and we're going to have a conversation about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Al makes a good point. We need to make sure we take care of our pastor. Any? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so 
I haven't had a – I've only been tracking the budget since December. Um, the year over year, like I, I talked about late, a lot earlier, was significant. We went from the first six months in 2016 to, to losing 5000 to actually putting – 18000 in the bank, and that's because of all your contributions and generosity. So I would say that, yes, things are getting better uh, financially for us, and, and that's a good place for us to be more stability. Um, but I don't know if, if we could actually analyze that and tie that to, like, uh, salary inflation. That would be something interesting to look at over time, though, and I'll, I'll be able to do that. Um, our net savings rate on donations and ties has roughly been around 12%, 13%, which is really good. Um, so as a percentage of those that uh, money that's contributed, we've been able, been able to save around 12 to 13% since January. Yes. We, we, we have a weird trend here at North Shore Vineyard that has happened since our first uh, early days is we have, we're the only church I know of that gets a ton of people in the middle of the summer. Like from about middle of June up through about early August, we have a swell in our population and it's happened every year since we started off. Most, most churches are the opposite. The summer is like the leanest time for them. I don't know why that is here, but usually by... September, October, we have a little bit of dip. It comes back. And so, yes, I would say, yes, it's, it's increasing, it's decreasing, it's staying the same. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's all of those things. Uh, we, it, it seems like this morning we're, we're over the summer influx. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've never figured that out. But we do have new people showing up and joining us at, most people that come early in the summer, they stick around for a few months, and we'll get a hand of those that, that decide to be a part, and so we're thankful for that. All right. Any last questions? Yeah, so... I don't know if we look at that, Crispin. Do we look at that? I mean, so the, you know, that that for me, I, I guess there's a there's there's a fine line, and for me personally, I I wouldn't want to know which each. I, so I don't know what anybody contributes on a monthly basis, so I wouldn't be able to be able to track that. But um, whether you give ten percent or nothing, obviously we we want you in this church. But to, to answer your question, is the, the tithing ratio going up? Um, not, not the ratio. We just, we, we get more checks every month. You know, no, you know, if you got 50 checks two years ago in a month, are you getting 57 checks this month? You know, just every Yeah, month. I mean, it's, that's a, it's a good analytical question. I, I don't know. Um, but we do know that, you know, the financially, again, year over year, the first six months of this year looks really good. Um, so, yeah, I, and I think that's a great thing to look into. I, I want to say just just even kind of on on following off of what Josh is saying, um, I try to not know who gives what in this church. Um, I know most pastors I know they keep they do 
keep track on who gives what. I just know, like, I'm a normal guy, and I don't want to be influenced by that when it comes to dealing with people. And I know, like, yeah, if I know, like, yeah, this guy has, uh, just dropped a $50,000 check in last week, I'll probably be nicer to him because I just know that's the way I am. <laughs> and so I, I just want you all to know um, I appreciate everyone who gives in here. And I know some of you just give fantastically, and you may feel like I don't recognize you as, as good, but I try not to know intentionally. Okay, so um, those of you who are just given way over and above, I, I sincerely appreciate that. Um, but I try not to know, and uh, it doesn't mean I'm always successful. Sometimes I, I come across stuff, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, I just, I don't want to, I know how it e- easy it is for a pastor to be influenced by money stuff, and I just don't want to do that personally. I think that's a good point, though, about finding out, you know, just is the amount of people given. I think that's, that is a great question. So I, I, maybe by our next uh, financial update, we can, we can actually look into those numbers. I'll get somebody else to look into it. Um, I've never, uh, Chris and I have talked about, like, in the past of doing it, you know, for, but it's going to take somebody that has, I, I would love to be able to lead it. I, I led one on the South Shore, uh, but th- that's a time commitment that I don't have right now just because of my travel schedule. But if there's somebody, it usually is a couple that runs them or two couples that run it. If there's a volunteer that would like to volunteer for running that, that would be phenomenal. Um, and we could work out the details because it's it's a life changing event uh, that each night you come you come with your spouse and you learn about money and finances and controlling those finances. So I think it's a great point. So let's let's see if we can get a volunteer. Not today, but think about it, pray about it. If that's something that you would like to do, Crispin, would you green light that? Yeah. Okay. So we could green light that, and that would be something you'd meet here on a weekly basis and. Um, it's really good. So it's something I would participate in, but I wouldn't be able to lead myself. But great point. Thank you. How many people would be interested in taking something like that? Just uh, one? One? Okay. Okay. All right. We've got some volunteers here already. So yeah, next Tuesday we get started. It starts today. Okay. Yeah, it is. It as a church, it, yeah. So, so it, we've got two volunteers here, and if there's another couple that wants to together get together and help, it's re, we did. Rebecca and I did it with another couple on the South Shore, and there were a hundred families that did it at the same time. And I don't remember the math, but it was phenomenal the amount of debt that was eliminated within those hundred families during the period of time we did it. Um, it it's an amazing journey to go through. It'll change your life forever for the better. So. Um, I don't see any more hands. I think we've gone, we went over my 20 minutes, but I think it was well worth it. So um, are we feeling, how, how are we feeling after this conversation? Feeling good? Okay. Um, I also want to give you all a thanks for participating in this because I know there's a lot of people that were sitting down in these chairs today. This conversation was very uncomfortable for you. And uh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you hanging in there. If, you know, the finance is, is something that you haven't talked about or it's taboo, I appreciate you hanging with us. And I appreciate all your great questions, interactions. And, um, you know, I'm very proud to be part of this church. And finances don't, 
don't lead us as a church, but it allows us to do more as a church. So I think it's uh, an important thing for all of us. So with that, I think maybe we'll close this out. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. We really appreciate it. And, and, I, and I, I will say this. I, I do feel like, you know, particularly in this last year, I think we've uh, – I'm really thankful for Al, who, who kind of got us through a very rough phase there uh, kind of on bookkeeping for a couple of years. It took him a, a while to get make sense out of our books, and we finally got it to a great place, and then he passed the baton uh, to Josh and, and Shane. And when I look around at the team that we have uh, – both on the board and with with people that are just stepping up, I I've just I think we've got the best team in place that we've we've had uh, over the years of just sharp folks who who can can really take care of the stuff that I'm not very good at, and I've surrounded myself with a lot of those guys. So I, I think this is a good thing for the health of the church. And uh, anyway, we do appreciate all y'all for 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 contributing and being a part. And um, if you got any other questions, you can email me Crispin at NorthshoreVineyard.org. And uh, I think we will try to get that uh, Dave Ramsey class going. I probably need to take it again. I, I remember taking it probably about 15 years ago, and it was really helpful. I think that was the last time I did a budget, too. So <laughs> probably about time. All right. That's it. God bless you. Go home. Have fun. If you need any prayer, you can come up to the front, and we'll pray for you. All right. God bless. <laughs>